It was a dark night in mid-October in Dallas, Texas. Three amazingly beautiful, hilarious siblings to Shay, Sage, and Storm walk into a bar. From behind the light of a single candle, as the drinks begin to flow, so do the stories. And as per usual, they turn dark very quickly. <laughs> I'll need to smile. We're on YouTube now. <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of Three Siblings Walk Into a Bar. I'm Deshay, the oldest sibling. I'm Sage, the middle sibling. And I'm Storm, the youngest sibling. Yay. We are the three siblings that walked into a bar. What bar would we walk into? I feel like I've asked that question before. Hmm. Have you guys been to the uh, the puttery at Greenscape? No, but I want to go so bad. Oh my god! I've heard of it's it. Really, really cool. I feel Is like it? that's the oh, bar no. we would go to. It's really oh, cool. Yeah, well, then we sure. need to go so we can yeah. yell at each other. Next! Yes. I'm yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just Instagram okay. lives and putt putt, you know. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, "How did they ever get along?" Right. Or really, yeah. we just wouldn't care whatsoever. We both, we'd all both, we'd all three just suck really bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they do have really good drinks though, which is cool. That's all that matters, really. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> so just here. FYI, Richard's over here, and he's gonna get up at some point and walk out that door. So don't be alarmed if you're watching YouTube and you see a grown man walk out. <laughs> you shouldn't have said anything and just let the, the conspiracy theories. <laughs> and then just been like. <laughs> <laughs> Haunted. Haunted. <laughs> no. How's everyone's week? Anybody do anything fun? No, it's been super slow this week. Mm. I tattooed to Shay. Yeah. Ooh, that's right. She showed me yesterday. Yeah. See? I love it. They're gooey right now, but that's disgusting. <laughs> that's my dragon. <laughs> yeah, they're under sanitarium, but mm-hmm. they're really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And it, I told him too, like it did not hurt. I was like, you're doing a good job because this doesn't hurt. <laughs> Anytime yeah. anyone tells me that, I'm like, am I actually like is this gonna stay? Am I tattooing them right now? <laughs> Anytime anyone <laughs> says that, because tattoos hurt for me. I hate them they're horrible i do too yeah mm-hmm. but i feel like here like this part isn't it's not yeah it doesn't not hurt bad. that bad i agree yeah. too, i agree and some people are different like some people don't like the shading some people don't like the lining it just depends i don't but like yours is just mostly a bunch of shading yeah that's the thing i hate i feel like lining Same. i can deal with and almost kind of tickles Mm-hmm. And then you get to the shading, and I'm like, I hate everything. I hate this. I hate you. If you touch me one more time, I'm gonna punch you in the throat. Like, I hate oh it. yeah, I don't like it. Oh yeah. <laughs> By the end of no, the so the clown that I have on my calf, I was basically screaming at him, and he was oh. like, I have I have one more line to do, and I was like, just fucking do it. I know exactly where you're going. Just do it. Just. And he was like, I'm really sorry. I was like, just do it. I was like holding onto the chair. It was bad. Oh well, no. Know, I, I remember my first tattoo, I remember it not hurting that bad. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and the, even the guy was like, he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm almost done. I know this part sucks because it's just like coloring color over color. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. Like, I'm almost done. And I, I remember just being like, like, it's fine. Like, I don't. Okay. And then after, anytime after that, I'm like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, so the older you get, the thinner your skin gets. So Girl. it hurts Perfect. more when you get tattoos when you're older. Hmm. So I'm trying cool. to just cover my full body now. <laughs> I won't have to deal with <laughs> it when I'm in my forties. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And, you know, I still have to do the inside of my like right here. I'm not going to show you because they're my insecurity. You know, yeah, your, same. your turkey mm-hmm. turkey arms. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm just like, I probably just won't. Like, I'll tattoo everything else and then just leave that part open. <laughs> <laughs> I, a lot of people do that. The Like, the Japanese sleeves, they have, like, this part is, like, open. Sometimes. Yeah, no. I would not Well, sound that, it's, most of it's just, like, I don't want you touching it. And, mm-hmm. like, having yeah. to pull my fat, too. Yeah. You know, like you, oh have to, God, you have to like so stretch the skin. <laughs> when I was, <laughs> thank you. When I was getting my stomach tattooed, Rainy was like pulling my entire stomach, and I was like, 
This is the most embarrassing thing. Ever. <laughs> I, I know. I'm like, I, it would probably help the pain because I was mortified that they were yes, touching. Exactly. My, yeah. 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 Arms. And because like, I know how much you have to stretch, but she was like pulling and I was like, okay, all right. This is a big <laughs> wake up call. Oh my gosh. Don't ever get tattooed ever. Right. Except from me. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Because apparently it doesn't hurt. So. Exactly. Yeah. It didn't. Well, I mean, it does. It, obviously it did, but it wasn't like, oh my God. Like I remember, okay. Yeah. So I remember the very first time you tattooed me as mm-hmm. a pair compared to this time. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like, I actually know what I'm doing. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I'm pretty sure we were like third and fourth tattoo, right? Yes. Or like yeah. second and third or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm like, I'm just expecting it to. Yeah. Right. Or some, yeah. Lift, mm-hmm. you know. But you know what? Apparently, it doesn't hurt anymore, so that's good. No, you good job. Yes, right. <sighs> so, can I talk about how horribly dry my hands are? I'm sorry, I just didn't talk about it. Oh my god, me too. Dude, it's horrific. Yes. They're like I had some to, of I my knuckles are like. The other day. Yeah, they're like cracking, um, cracking, yeah. yes. and bleeding. I'm like, mm-hmm. stop. So Massive, I was you wash your to hands put... too much. Mm-hmm. I do too. I'm like, I fucking wash my hands every time I pee. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a man. I don't, I'm well, truly, but I've been drinking a lot of water. Yeah. I'm getting old. Just reminded me to okay. some water. Yeah. What's the, what, what were you saying, Sage? What'd she say? Oh, uh, she said, put, um, some baby oil in your lotion. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And it'll yeah. kind of hmm. like absorb more i guess because mm-hmm. i'm getting like dry patches like um, this is really gross but <laughs> like dry patches <laughs> and it's it's because it's cold it's yeah cold and like dry. the heater's on and mm-hmm. yeah yeah and my eyes right here they're so like you can see and i'm like it's oh my god my okay forehead right here it gets <sighs> so bad and then like my nose and then like right here yeah oh yeah that's the worst part mm-hmm. Tune in so comment below and so tell us where you are issues. <laughs> All of our insecurities. It's exactly. fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Give us what your else? dry skin tips. Exactly. Yes, please. Because <laughs> I'm tired of my hands hurting and it's annoying me. <laughs> well, just like, you know what they say with like, you know, like you're supposed to put your lotion on and then put socks on. Like mm-hmm. put your lotion on and put like gloves on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you can't use your phone because, you know. Yeah. Unless you have those fancy gloves that have the exactly. That's true. Things. And then you have lotion all in your nice gloves. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, true. Exactly. Oh, total squirrel. But um, so we picked our paint colors. I don't know if I told you, Sage, we're painting the inside of our house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. So I don't have them on me, but I took your advice, Storm, about the green. Uh huh. So we're doing, it's called Pewter Green, and mm. we're going to do it on that one wall when you come in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one like wall. An wall. And then, yeah, and then the wall over here where that big, huge mirror is mm-hmm. in the dining room. And then yes. all the other ones are going to be like, it's called like, I don't know, but it's like a, it's like a, it's not brown. It's like tan, like a very light tan. Like a cream, mm, like a beige, of? almost. Or is it more yeah, tan. Yeah, it's. Fr- I'd say more tan, but That's light, 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 light. But light, yeah. yeah. So it's not like dark. Feeling. It'll be like warm, and it kind of matches with the Moroccan type thing you got going on. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. Cool. I'm excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Make sure you take pictures. Yes, yep. they're coming tomorrow. We're gonna have to like just go upstairs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the back of the house. <laughs> Okay, because I've never done this. I feel like it's very adult. I've never done the whole painting right? my house thing. Because this is the well, first house we've owned. First of all, you own a house. Have, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, we've lived here for like six years. It's time now. Right. <laughs> Cover up all the six-year dirts. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, you know. and these kids, I mean, it's like they make it their life's mission to mess up. 
Oh my god, it's so annoying. Well, yeah, that's the point. So annoying. <laughs> Love kids, but my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Can you be any messier? I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, I guess it's my turn. Yes. <sighs> oh, speaking Same. of, because you were giggling about, you have to smile. We're on YouTube now. Did y'all see? I think I sent it to y'all. The picture that it picked <laughs> for the YouTube thing. No. I was like, why? I haven't why? seen it. I don't want to. you're, you're like, up right I can't now remember. So that way you can see it. And everybody I have my you're mouth doing open this, probably. Yeah, you're doing <laughs> like, it's almost like, I don't, remember, I don't remember, but yeah, it was, it was funny. What? <laughs> you're like, I'm like, <laughs> it's so, my fuck? light in here is so bright. So, <laughs> of course, Deshae's the only one that's like, Storm's talking, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> well, because you know, like when I'm listening, I cannot just sit and stare. I have to yes. move my like my brain won't let me just. So I have to like mm. I'm like this. I probably y'all probably see me do so many ADD. different things with my hands. I know I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dad, for the ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> okay, so. Um, I got a little story for y'all. Um, and you may know who he is. I think, I mean, I think I told you who it was. Cause I was like, did we do this person yet? But, but I don't I think remember he... his name. So. Okay. That's I always right. say so, the name sounds familiar, but I never like, it does sound familiar, but I don't really know anything. About yeah. Him. So when this was at request of Matt, my husband, <laughs> He's like, you should do this guy. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so his name is Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did I freeze? You you paused and Storm and I were yeah, you didn't say anything for like 30 seconds and oh we were just God. like, uh-huh. Yeah. Earlier. <laughs> and then you said oh, okay, earlier. and I was like, yeah. <laughs> when y'all were talking when you were talking about Richard earlier, y'all both froze and I was like, fuck, here we go. Yeah. Y'all, we'll figure so it out. So if we don't have a YouTube video, it's because last time this happened, we couldn't post the YouTube video because it mm-hmm. cut out like half of our everything. So yeah, right. it doesn't it doesn't flow right. So okay, freaking thing. I'm over it. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna have to fix that. Okay, we're gonna talk about Gary Heidnick. Okay. Hmm. Gary Michael Heidnick. He was born November 22nd in 1943. He in Eastlake, Ohio. Um, so 1946, when he was three, um, his parents divorced. So him and his little brother, they were raised for the majority by their mom for about four years before they were sent to live with their dad and their stepmother. It's not pretty um, rare back then, too, to get yeah, divorced, like in general. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, back in the forties for sure. She had; they both had some issues. The parents mm-hmm. both had some, especially mm-hmm. her. Um, Gary was emotionally abused by his father. Mm-hmm. He had a bedwetting problem, and his dad would make him hang his stained sheets out the window for all of the neighbors to see. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so messed up. That's yeah. Um, he struggled really bad socially in school. He was really, really smart, but when it comes to like, you know, social interaction, stuff like that, he was not, he didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, he once yelled at a girl. She just asked him a question like, you know, did you do the homework for last night? And he yelled at her and told her that she was not worthy to talk to him. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> hmm. So if that gives you a clue right there, how he spoke to the woman Mm -hmm. um he dropped out of high school when he was 17 and he joined the army he ended up serving for 13 months and while he was in basic training his drill sergeant at the time he graded when you know they grade you i guess Mm -hmm. he said he was excellent like just top notch Mm. um and yeah so he was sent to san antonio to train as a medic and um, he did super well in that training as well. He ended up being transferred to the 
46th Army Surgical Hospital in Germany. Wow. But while he was in Germany, he started having, his health started declining. He started having really bad headaches, get really dizzy, blurred vision, and getting really nauseous. So he saw a neurologist, and he was diagnosed with gastroenteritis. (laughs) Which has nothing wow. to do with the brain. <clears throat> well, neurologist. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, your gut does control a lot of things, but right. for a neurologist to, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Don't forget to drink your water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, um, he said. He also said that he displayed signs of mental illness, so he prescribed him trifluoperazine, which yeah. is a antipsychotic. Do they for skip straight health? to the antipsychotic? Right. Okay. Straight okay. to it for his gut he- for his gut health. <laughs> We're gonna- <laughs> okay. That's gonna be the name of this episode. Gut health. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so he's on that now. Um, October 1962, he was transferred to a military hospital in Philadelphia. And there, they diagnosed him with um, schizoid personality disorder. And therefore, they honorably discharged him from the military. Hmm. Okay. <sighs> that was in 62. Um, shortly after that, he became a licensed practical nurse, so an LPN, and he worked, um, with veterans at a VA hospital, but he ended up getting fired for basically not showing up all the time. And he was really rude towards the patients. Uh, between August, 1962 and March, 1987, he spent Um, time in and out of psychiatric hospitals and he attempted suicide at least 13 times oh my gosh jeez first off that's so sad but second off you're like you're really bad at it Mm -hmm. yeah like 13 times they uh, you know they usually say like women will try more but men are more successful so that surprises me that Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. that's the case yeah I just, that's so sad. But, so, 1970, his mom, she had bone cancer. And she also had, you know, she was an alcoholic. She was was dealing with the effects of having bone cancer and also being sick from alcoholism. Mm -hmm. Um, She ended up committing suicide by drinking um, mercuric chloride. Oh, my God. So I looked it up and it, it it's basically like it's the component that's in chlorine and I, I don't know, but it's, it's a Mercury. corrosive. Yeah, it's a it's corrosive. Yeah. Like, so basically she like, you know, basically like drinking acid. Mm-hmm. Mm. They said and um, we were Matt and I were looking it up and he's like, it says she would have been dead within like four. 24 hours. So but can you definitely would have suffered. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate that. <sighs> so that's horrible. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's also known as Sulema, which I've never heard of or corrosive sublimate. Interesting. I don't know. How, okay. how did she get a hold of this? That's what I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I wonder if it that's was a like question. Cleaning. It, um, when I looked yeah. it up, it looks like, um, it looks like, you know, chlorine, the chlorine tablets, like you put in a pool, mm-hmm. but then yeah. it also could looks like laundry detergent or like, mm. so I don't know, yeah. like the it's powder like detergent. It's like the 60s, so there's probably a bunch right. of corrosive shit you're not supposed to use Yeah, people were using regularly. Um, yeah, so Gary's little brother... He was also in and out of a lot of psychiatric hospitals. Um, he had attempted suicide multiple times as well. So oh he just had a lot, a lot of family issues. And, you yes. know, he was abused by his dad. Um, 
Ugh, yeah. They're horrible, horrible. Okay. Now we're in October. So that was 1970 when his mother died. Now we're in October 1971. Gary starts a church. And it's called the it's United... <laughs> yeah. It's called the United Church of the Ministers of God. Um, okay. Yeah. So at first, he only had like five members. Um, but it grew really quickly. And in 1975, he opened a bank account in the church's name and made mm. an initial deposit of like $1,500. And... Um, and that account by the end, by 1986, had grown to over $500,000. What? <clears throat> From the church. Yeah. So he had, okay. yeah, so he was very popular in the church. You know, it was a big church. He's taken all the money. Yeah. You know what I guess I just don't understand? <clears throat> Is how you get the followers you know what i mean mm -hmm. like how do you start mm -hmm. with five people and then end up with like i just i guess i don't i don't know it's word of mouth just, so like yeah like Jim Jones, people would go mm -hmm. see him and then they'd be like you have to come see this guy he's amazing and that's right it's word of mouth mostly okay i'm yeah. assuming <clears throat> yeah handing out flyers you know yeah exactly <laughs> Come join my cult. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to know what a cult's like? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, September 1985, Gary married Betty Disto. She was from the Philippines, and she was basically like a mail-order mail bride. They mm -hmm. had... Um, they had talked to each other by mail only for the first two years, and then she moved... Um, to the United States to be with him and they were married like the next month. Mm. Wow. So got married really quickly. Their marriage quickly went to shit after yeah. Betty caught him in bed with like a trio of women is what it said. Wow. Y'all. Mm -hmm. Man of the church. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was about to mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. Um, Betty also said that um, he would beat her and rape her. Oh my God. So that was September, 1985 when they got married, January, 1986. And, um, this, by the help of the Philippines community, she was able to leave him in January, 1986. Wow. Um, so she divorced him. And in 1987, I thought this was kind of funny. This was like good for her. She starts requesting child support payments from him. Good. He had no idea that she was pregnant or that she had had a baby. Oh, damn. Um, wow. Yeah. So apparently she, you know, I guess found out she was pregnant and never told him. Um, mm. She had his first child, um, a boy, in September 1986. Um, he ended up having two other children and both of them ended um, another boy and one girl. Both of them ended up in foster care. Because their moms were not, they were, you know, struggling. Yeah. Um, okay, so he had a son with Gail Lincow, and he had a daughter with Anjanette Davidson. Anjanette was illiterate and mentally disabled. Mm. And he got her pregnant. And she mm -hmm. had the baby, so they immediately took the baby into foster care. Right. Um, shortly after his daughter's birth, he was arrested for, this is horrible, the kidnapping and rape of Anjanette's sister, Alberta. Oh my God. She was also mentally disabled. She was living oh. in, she was living in an institution for the mentally disabled. Um, and so what he did was he checked her out on a day pass. <sighs> he, yeah, he checked her out on a day pass and he, um, hold on. Yeah. On day leave, he locked her up in a storage room in his basement 
Um, after she was found and they returned her to the hospital when she, when they were examining her, she was, she had been raped, sodomized. Um, he gave her gonorrhea. Um, so that was in 1978. So at this time, um, he's a, he, yeah, he's arrested. He was charged with, um, and convicted of kidnapping, rape, unlawful restraint, false imprisonment, and then involuntary deviant sexual intercourse and Mm -hmm. interfering with the custody of a committed person. So she was committed. They let him check her out on a day pass and then he locked her up and tortured her. So because he was seeing her sister, he was able to do that? Like, I just don't understand why they would just let her go. I guess so. This is also, again, I, I don't want to say, I mean, but just things were so different. I mean, this was in 1978. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we don't know, uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, his original sentence was overturned on an appeal. <laughs> he spent three years of his incarceration in mental institutions. <laughs> and then he was okay. released in April 1983. Under being supervised by the mental health program. Mm. Okay. Because <clears throat> so, that worked out well last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the timeline now of kind of like when all his shit went to, you know, well, I mean, yeah. Okay. So that was 1978. That was the first time he was imprisoned. Um. Flashback two years, 1976. This is his first legal charges. When he was charged with aggravated assault, he was carrying an unlicensed pistol. After he was shooting at the tenant of a house, he offered to rent. And he, like, grazed the guy's face. Oh, my God. He's just a fucking crazy. Um, 1986. This is when his wife, Betty, left him. He was arrested and um, charged with assault and spousal rape, which is so sad that that's even a thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Now we're in 1986. Just buckle up for this one right here, okay? It gets worse. Awesome. I need my blankie, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) This is not, this is not a long, because he like did his stuff and it was like, I mean, this is not a long thing by any means. So, okay. 1986 to 1987 on um, November 25th, 1986, Gary abducted a 25-year-old woman named Josefina Rivera. So remember her. Um, January 1987, he kidnaps another four women. He held them captive in a pit in the basement of his house in North Philadelphia. They were raped, beaten, and tortured. Um, there, one of the girls had said later on in an interview that he used to take screwdrivers and <clears throat> put them in their ears. Like, and then bang on them, put them in their ears. Oh, my God. So that they would not hear him coming into the basement. Oh, my eyes are watering. Oh, my God. Um, One of the women, um, this was 24-year-old Sandra Lindsay. She died of basically starvation, being tortured, and then she had a fever that was left untreated. Um, so that's how she died. He, okay, this is gross. He dismembered her body. He said he had problems dealing with her arms and her legs. So he put them in the freezer and he labeled them dog food. Oh my God. First of all, Um, there's so much infection in that body. Like you're going to kill your dogs. Second of all, that's, uh, okay. Um, he cooked her ribs in an oven and boiled her head in a pot on the stove. Okay. So, police were called to his house because his neighbors were complaining of a smell that was coming from his house that was making them nauseous. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but they the police so the police came and they but they left after Gary told them he said quote I'm cooking a roast I fell asleep and it burnt oh my god a burnt roast doesn't smell like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. four extra people in your basement <clears throat> without proper sewage and stuff is what is happening yeah and dead body right yeah. So several people said that he like ground up her flesh and mixed it with dog food and fed it to his other victims. Oh my God. Now, whether that's fully true or not, we don't really know because they were trying to say that's not true, blah, 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 but we don't know. Mm. Um, He also would use electric shock as a form of torture because uh, at one point he forced three of them, they were, um, he would keep them bound in chains. Mm-hmm. Um, he forced them into another pit in the basement. And Gary and then Josephina, the first one he kidnapped, mm-hmm. he made her help him. And oh they had to fill, they filled the hole with water. And then he made Josephina basically electrocute them from a stripped extension cord that Mm -hmm. would, um, she would touch to their chairs. Oh my God. So then 23 year old Deborah Dudley, she was electrocuted to death. So two of them, he's killed two of them. Um, he disposed of her body in like, it's called pine barrens. It's just like a woody area with a bunch of tall trees. It's mm-hmm. by yeah. some water in um, New Jersey. Um, January 18th, 1987, Gary abducts Jacqueline Askins, and she was the youngest of his six victims. She was 18. Hmm. Um, she was the one who um, she ended up surviving. So some of them did. There were six. Mm-hmm. Two of them died. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the one that told the story about the uh, screwdrivers in the ears. Mm-hmm. And they also, they always had duct tape on their mouths too. Uh, <clears throat> so March 23rd, 1987, Gary and Josephina. So his first one, apparently he had a special place for her. Mm-hmm. Um, they abducted 24 year old Agnes Adams. And then Josephina convinces him to let her go temporarily so she can see her family. Hmm. And he lets her. So he drives her to a gas station. He says, okay, I'm going to wait here for you. She, um, she, she said she was initially just going to confront him, but she ended up calling the police. Hmm. And, um, the officers that came, they said they could see like the marks all over her and, um, the chain marks, Hmm. um, all over her arms and her legs they went and they got him. They arrested him. Good. And then he had um, his best friend, Cyril Brown, was also arrested. This guy came out of nowhere. Hmm. He was released um, $50,000 on $50,000 bail and agreed in an agreement that he would testify against Gary. He said hmm. that he witnessed him kill Lindsay, the one that he dismembered. Hmm. And... Um, also he was there when he dismembered her body. And he just was like, yeah, this is a cool Thursday yeah. afternoon. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so shortly after he was arrested, um, April, 1987, Gary attempted again to kill himself and he attempted to hang him, hang himself in his jail cell. Hmm. It didn't work. Yeah. Um, so at his trial, he claims that the women were already in the house when he bought it. Oh my god! Uh, <coughs> Stop! It wasn't Are me. I didn't do it. <sighs> it okay. came with the, the house. Aud- it was a deal. The yeah. audacity! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Um. So his lawyer was trying to prove that he was insane. Um, That's history. But, right, but the fact that he successfully was able to have a bank account with over $500,000 in it, 
Mm-hmm. And um, they interviewed the people at um, Merrill Lynch, the financial advisor who helped him was like, oh, no, he was completely competent and he knew exactly what he wanted and he knew exactly what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So that didn't work. Yeah. Um, so July 1st, 1988, he was Gary was convicted of two counts of first degree murder, six counts of kidnapping and five counts of rape. Four counts of aggravated aggravated assault, two counts of involuntary deviant sexual intercourse, and he was sentenced to death, um, and he was in the State Correctional Institution at Pittsburgh. Um, January 1989, he again attempts suicide by um, trying to overdose on Thorazine, which is like for anxiety and stuff. How um, are you able to do that? I don't know. Unless he's question. just like saving them up, but even still, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to Could do. Could be. Personally. Yeah. <clears throat> 1997. I thought this was weird. I don't really understand why they did this, but Gary's daughter, Maxine Davidson, and his ex-wife, Betty... Filed a suit in federal court in the District of Pennsylvania, which they they requested a stay of execution for him because they said that he wasn't competent enough to be executed. Hmm. I I, I don't understand that. I don't understand it. Two years. Listen, I mean, I get that that's hard to watch your dad. And I get it, but if he was held competent to stand trial, then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Um. So after two years of going back and forth because they requested that, mm-hmm. the District of Pennsylvania was like, "No, where he's being executed." Yeah. Um. He was executed by lethal injection on July 6, nineteen ninety nine, at uh, the State Correctional Institution in Pennsylvania. He was cremated. He was also the last person executed by the commonwealth of pennsylvania wow um yes his last meal was two slices of cheese pizza and black coffee that's a horrible meal right in general right? i know people that quite literally we need to do a whole episode of just like last meals because yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good crazy. idea um so, okay, so here's the victims. It was Josefina Rivera. She was 25, and he kidnapped mm-hmm. her on November 25th, 1986. She survived. Sandra Lindsay, age 24, kidnapped December 3rd, 1986, um, murdered on February 7th, 1987. Lisa Thomas, she was 19. He kidnapped her December 23rd, 1986. Uh, Deborah Dudley, she was 23, kidnapped on January 2nd, 1987. She was murdered March 19th, 1987. Jacqueline Askins was 18, kidnapped on January 18th, 1987. And Agnes Adams was 24, and she was kidnapped on March 23rd, 1987. Now, he is... There were six serial killers who were um, used as inspiration for the Silence of the Lambs. He puts the lotion on the skin. Buffalo Bill. Okay. Yeah. That's why I know this story. Yes. Yes. So um, there were six or five other ones, but he was used as inspiration for that character. Gross. Now, I have this handy dandy book here. Shut the, the ul- hell up. <laughs> Ultimate <laughs> serial killer trivia book by Jack Rosewood. Matt gave this to me in my stocking like two Christmases ago, like the first year that we started the podcast. Oh yeah. Um so I thought right, I you're would gonna just... ask me questions and I'm gonna be like, oh, no. I don't even know his name. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so Gary's actually in here. Um, 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 and then I thought, so I thought I would read a couple of the, like, it's, did you know type things? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, okay, so, but the things they wrote about Gary was he was one of the serial, serial killers that inspired Buffalo Bill and Sons of the Lambs. Um, his primary motivation was to create a harem of sex slaves, which hmm. he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, they talk about the screwdrivers. Um, oh, also a couple. Uh, so he had three baby mamas. Two of them said that he would like keep them locked up. I, d- I don't get and it. And <clears throat> at least one of Gary's religious groups assisted him in the torture of his prisoners, supposedly. Mm-hmm. It does not surprise me. No, it doesn't. He was trying, he, it, it sounded like he had such a big head. He wanted, like the following, but it wasn't really happening the way he wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And like, okay. you feel... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. The first girl that he kidnapped? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine her? Like, she oh, knew yeah. that, like... And she probably felt responsible <clears throat> for everybody. Yeah. And, like, you know, when they died, I'm sure he... She, you know... Like, I feel like at that point, she would have been like, I am taking on, like, a parent... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. And then, like, watching it. Oh, I hate it. I mean, not that it wouldn't have been hard for all of them. I just feel like, like, she knew. She knew, like, if I can't Mm -hmm. get us out of here, like, we're stuck down here. Yeah. 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 Terrifying. Okay. Did you know the USA has both the highest number of recorded serial killers and the highest rate per capita? Uh, 0.99% per every 100,000 people. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. California is the U.S. state that has produced the most serial killers, over 1,000 since 1900. During yeah. the 1970s, um, California was called the murder capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Holy poop. Yeah. Yeah. Canada, on the other hand, has only seen 106 serial killers between 1900 and 2016, despite it being much larger than Hmm. us. You're too nice. Yeah. (laughs) Iceland has one of the lowest crime rates in the world and has only ever had one single recorded serial killer. Axler Bjorn Peterson in the 1500s. Yeah. That's nuts. Mm hmm. We need to move. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Philippines, um, they also say they've only had one serial killer in their history, which was a Catholic priest who allegedly killed 57 people between 1816 and 1826. I need to know who that was. Excuse you? Yes. Right. But back then, wasn't it like like the church knows everything, so they have to like... Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I'm Googling it. It was a, pa- a pre... Oh, what is it? A Catholic priest. Uh, eighteen Between 1816 and 1826. Ten years ago. Mm-hmm. It's wild. So crazy. 57 people. He was pissed. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> what it... It had to have been, like, religious stuff. Oh, sure. I mean... Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because people were, like, thrown off of bridges every day because people were like, oh, she's a witch. Mm-hmm. Like, it well, was... Yeah. <laughs> Name is Mallory, M-A-L-L-A-R-I. He was a parish priest of Magaling. Sorry, I don't know if I mispronounced that. Um, He started believing his mother was cursed, which became his motive for killing. Hmm. Oh. Fun. Maybe you'll see him in a story. Yeah. Sounds like it. Stay tuned. <clears throat> Next week on... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Did you know, while there have been many crazy instances of people using really weird items to kill other people like socks, microwaves, shovels, scissors, chainsaws, and even toilet lids, Mm. (laughs) most serial murderers stick with guns, knives, ropes, or their bare hands. Mm-hmm. Um, the most unique weapon to ever be used in a multiple homicide case was a samurai sword oh used by Tedoro T- Tedoro Baez to kill two people in Chicago in 1999 with a samurai sword. Hmm. Oh um, and then I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, according to Radford University study, serial killers with higher IQs prefer prefer bombs and um, poison over guns and knives, while with the ones with lower IQs tend to bludgeon or stab their victims. Wow. I never that thought about that, but that sense. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's the complexity of the poison and the stuff like that for the ones with, you know, higher IQs or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. And a a lot of the time, like, the the people that have super high IQs, or not a lot of the time, but sometimes, they're not, like, the thrill of the kill is not what they're looking for. They're looking to, like, send Mm -hmm. a message or something, Mm -hmm. which is easier to do that way. That's interesting. Hmm. That's crazy. Okay, here are some common psychopathic traits. Do you have any of these? Probably. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Aggressive behavior. Prone to violent yes. outbursts. Maybe. Superficial charm and charisma. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tendency to lie. No. Mm-hmm. Unable to distinguish between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, difficulty, <laughs> difficulty showing remorse or empathy. No. Um, no. Lack of regard for safety and responsibility. No. Uh, behavior that conflicts with societal norms. Not really. No. Violating the rights of others. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Never. Uh, Parasitic living. Mm-hmm. Not me. Manipulating. But... <laughs> I don't know what that means. So, like, basically, like, just mooching. Like, mm-hmm. just okay. li- living off other people, basically. You know, like, the, the, I guess the people that, like, still live at their mom's house or something. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, you know? Okay. Or it's like yeah. if you have a partner and they just sit around the house all day, you go to work and do everything and then right. just hang out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, manipulating or purposely hurting others. No. Regular problems with the law. Oh, you know me. <laughs> not, not regular ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, impulsivity and failure to plan. Oh, de- mm. definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> Boredom and thrill-seeking behavior. No. Um, no concern for consequences. Oh, that is my number one, like, I, driver yes. is, I don't want to get in yeah, trouble. Exactly. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> okay. And then last, I can tell you some other did you knows if y'all want to hear them. Yeah. Yeah. Okie dokie. Um, this is about murderabilia. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so like, you know, stuff from murderers. Mm -hmm. The origins of the modern mortabilia industry can be traced back to the 1950s when a carnival owner bought Ed Gein's car and charged people admission to see it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, common murderabilia items include handwritten letters, prison artwork, crime scene relics, hair and nail samples, and personal items of clothing. Mm -hmm. The most expensive, yeah, 
Uh, That's yeah. disgusting. Nail, nails are gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most expensive piece of murderabilia ever sold was the Colt Cobra revolver of Jack Ruby, who is the man who killed Lee R. Harvey Oswald. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, it sold for two million dollars in two thousand and eight. Yeah. Uh, the most expensive piece of murder billia that's still available on the market as of September of 2022 is John Wayne Gacy's last ever painting. It's currently available for $49,000. Yep. What the fuck? Yeah. $49,000. Mm-hmm. And one of the rarest pieces of murder billia of all time is currently in the collection of Joe Coleman. Um, is the business card of William Marwood. Um, he's a British hangman from the 1800s. Interesting. That's nuts. Isn't that crazy? I I have a weird relationship with murderabilia. Like, mine was all given to me. So I never paid mm-hmm. for it. Like, no money was going to anybody. So I don't feel yeah. as bad. But, like, people spending this much money on something like that that just it's weird to me yeah like like that's a lot of money to spend that's weird and it's 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 just so you can have Mm -hmm. it and be like i have this and nobody else does kind of Mm -hmm. and then like the like bad energy that that stuff's gotta have right yeah i don't want that (laughs) yeah like i don't have anything like from from a murder or anything, but I have like a newspaper from the seventies of Charles Manson and I have like an original mm-hmm. book from the seventies and stuff like that, but like nothing from the actual murders. Like actual, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's nuts up bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a like I can understand being interested in it and like going to like a museum and like looking mm-hmm. at it and yeah. right. at, like yeah. But you're seeking right. like, spending it out all that money and like yeah. That's just crazy, That's crazy, crazy pants. Hmm. So yeah, I that was a hated good story. I mean, all of that story. I, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I always hate. All like, I don't know what to like. <laughs> it was a good story to hate, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So it was. Um, it was short, but it took me because I had to like stop and because I was like I didn't even I was telling I was finishing like. Last night, I was telling Matt, I was like, this is hard to read. Like, mm-hmm. it's taking me, like, yes. all week just to, you know, write stuff down and stuff like that. Like, ugh. Yeah. I know, because sometimes you just got to take a break. You got to do a little and then just go, mm-hmm. I need a break. And then start yeah. again. And it can be Yeah, I don't, I don't really get triggered by much, but there are some times where I'm writing these, these scripts and I'm like, okay, just back up for a second. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. relax. Breathe. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah. You're fine. Like. And you know, right. and it, it's also, it's hard to say it out loud. Like even you can be yes. like writing it down and stuff and you're like, cool. And like, whatever. And then the second you start saying it out loud, you realize how crazy it sounds mm-hmm. where you're like, mm-hmm. I can't believe that that's something somebody did. And yeah. yeah, then it can hit you in a different way too. And the, the like kidnapping and holding people prisoner, like that happens a lot more than people think it yeah mm-hmm. like the uh i wish i could remember his name there was a, a man and a woman that kidnapped like four girls and kept them in the basement and one of the girls was able to get loose somehow and there's she wrote a book and like all this stuff but mm-hmm. the, the husband and wife were both like torturing these girls yeah because the husband wanted her but did we tell that story i feel like we we've told that story before but so. I, think, I know what you're talking well, about. I think there was like a movie about it too, like a Lifetime movie or something. <laughs> Sorry, my dog's like breathing. Like, <laughs> thank you, God. <laughs> All right, at the same time, my child. And I call them pizza ears. They're mm-hmm. they swap over in their triangle, so I always will be like, "Put your pizza ears away!" Like if I'm getting onto them, and they look at me with their pizza ears. <laughs> Put the pizza ears away. It's the ears, it's not the eyes. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, she she always just looks sad. Like her facial yes. expression is just like sad. And so I'm like, can you be happy for a second? Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Lilo is a she's a rat terrier, so she has the markings of a rat terrier, but she's the size of a chihuahua, and she has eyebrows. They're like these little ovals right here. <laughs> And she she knows exactly how to use them. She does the sad eyes. She does the like surprise. She knows she knows exactly what she's doing. All she, knows what she's doing. she knows what she's doing. Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking, thinking about her being like, yeah, <laughs> she gets surprised, or when she she tells on the cat too. Like if I have my headphones in or something, and she hears him like playing in like the trash or something, she'll like she'll like get me. And she's like, he's Aww. he's doing something. And I was like, it's fine. He's, he's fine. Doing something bad. <laughs> exactly. She's like telling on him. It's ridiculous. I love it. She just wants him to get in trouble. It's like, exactly. <laughs> she's like, get this freaking thing. You know, I was peaceful until you brought this thing in his eyes. Yeah, I know. I thought she'd like a buddy, but she does not like a buddy. <laughs> oh, so Pluto is obsessed with the cat. He wants to love the cat mm-hmm. so bad and the cat mm-hmm. wants nothing to do with him yeah. and so last night the cat was sitting like on the like the top of the couch and Pluto was like standing like right here he was just like sitting and then he was just like side eyeing her and the cat's just laying there staring at him you know like she's like you know I'm a cat mm-hmm. <laughs> and he like would get a little bit closer and closer to her and she'd kind of like and he would just get closer and then finally I think he gave up because she kind of gave him the like Mm-hmm. Yeah. and so he turns around so he's not facing her and then he she starts like poking him and like sniffing him and stuff and i was like oh it's happening it's happening I was, like, <laughs> I was like nobody breathe don't move or anything <laughs> and then she like sat there for a second and then he turned around and then she like got scared and got up and ran away and i was like dang it it was so close <laughs> Aww. But I he does. He just follows later. her around and wants to love her so bad. Yeah, I saw this thing the other day, and and this girl was like, "My cat will sit in front of her food bowl and just yell until I come over and like watch her eat." And it's so annoying. <laughs> oh my god! And th- this guy responded to her and was like, "Just so you know, like th- it's possible that she." she wants you to come over and watch her eat so that she can focus on eating because she feels safe around you and she doesn't have to watch everything else. And then you like see the girl and she's sitting there holding her cat crying and she's like, I'll never question you again. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I feel all the time because I realize like he's doing this shit. Like my cat's doing this stuff for a reason. It's not just being an asshole like so i have to figure out why he's doing it it's so mm-hmm. right well, oh my did god did you know that dogs like in the wild dogs will like watch while they're pooping the other dogs will watch them and around them to make mm. sure that nothing happens to them yes. so i've noticed that every time well pluto first of all will not go poop unless you go outside with him like you have mm-hmm. to go out there with him. he'll go out there and pee but he won't poop yeah. And so you'll go out there and then, and it's like really cold right now. So I literally mm-hmm. will open all the windows and like put my face so he sees me <laughs> and then he'll like stare into my soul. Yeah. While he's yeah. And Zero does the same thing and he'll just like watch you like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yes, I see that you're pooping. <laughs> yeah. Lilo like does the circle thing where she walks around in circles <laughs> and she like, every time she, she turns around, she like stops and looks at me. And then she like turns back and then she'll start pooping and then she'll like stare at me while she's doing it like over her shoulder. And I'm like, girl, I'm here. Like, I see you. It's okay. (laughs) It's happening. I know. (laughs) It's happening. My poop is coming. What is that from? It's from a TikTok and this girl's like pretending, like doing yoga with a horse head on. Yes. And then uh-huh. a little girl runs by holding her butt. <laughs> my, uh. my favorite yoga TikTok of all time is the Grinch one. Have you seen that yes. one? <laughs> yes. And he starts He's screaming. Just screaming. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. <gasps> we got way off topic. Yes. So, Welcome well, to our okay. things you've learned in this 
episode today. You're welcome. I know. Yeah, you're welcome. welcome. (laughs) All right. Well, Storm, if they want to listen to more of our ramblings, where can they find us? We are on Instagram at Three Swib Podcast. We are on Facebook, Three Siblings Walk Into a Bar. Um, Go on there, like, comment, do all the things. Let us know what stories you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you like like the bigger stories? Do you like the littler stories? I, I, I guess I didn't word that correctly. Do you like the more famous stories mm-hmm. or the less famous stories? Um, and oh, rate and review very helpful for us. Apple's kind of a butthole, so please, if you have Apple, go on there and rate and review. And YouTube, YouTube. go watch us on the tube. Mm-hmm. Follow, like, ring the little bell down here. Exactly. <laughs> you don't have to do that. I don't know. Talk to us. Talk yes. to us. Yes, we love that. Speaking <laughs> of that, Rainy, the other day, I was like, I need to, I need to write my script, and she was like, I've given you so many different people, and you haven't done any of them. And I was like, because you give me hard people, and she was like, Well, I'm just going to start texting your sisters and telling them to do it. And I'm like, Yes, go for it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right, well, that's what happens when three siblings walk into a bar. <laughs>